0: Hello, Movie Geeks. Welcome back to another episode of Movie King Proud. This is a bonus episode, but also a crossover event. As advertised earlier, I am here with Ryan from the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, which I co-host uh, on that show as well. We are doing sort of a collaboration this summer. We are working together to do a full-on summer movie review basically on summer camps and other types of activities and locations that you would do during the summer. I at Movie Geek and Proud will be reviewing all different types of movies that take place at different types of camps but also in addition to summer camp I'll be doing summer school, summer jobs, And also different types of camps, whether it's detention camp, camps for adults, cheerleading camp, magic camp, drama camp, you name it. I am reviewing all different type of camp movies every single Wednesday from June to August. This is usually a bi-weekly podcast, but for the months of June, July, and August, I will be weekly giving you reviews of all different types of camps. Joining me for this review, who I absolutely adore, is Ryan from the Radical Retro Rewind <laughs> podcast. Ryan, hi.
1: <laughs> if that's not the voice, the exact same voice, even the the way Rob just projected it with his hand on his chest, <laughs> that's exactly, that is, that is the movie. Play the clip. You'll hear it. You will hear it. Yeah.
0: My future
1: stepdaughter, whom I absolutely adore, has
0: consented to play one of the pieces that won her first prize at the Windsor Academy Youth Recital. Yes, this is one of those lines in the movie that is said by uh, two of the characters, and it's just such a shade read, but I love it. <laughs> Ryan, how are you?
1: I am doing so well, Rob. What a what a way to kick off this summer camp with that intro.
0: Now, tell everyone what you're going to be doing for the summer. So, on Fridays,
1: we are doing The Darker Side of Summer with every Friday the 13th movie in order. I'm so excited about this because, honestly, this is one of my top franchises, especially with a retro feel, which is what we do over at the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. (laughs) Uh... I just love these Jason movies. They make me think of summer. They make me think of the eighties. And if you could put the two together. Ooh.
0: <laughs> so good. So yeah, for the next 13 weeks, starting in June, we will be giving you nothing but summer camp extravaganza. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be joining Ryan on some of those Friday, the 13th reviews, but you're doing the entire franchise, including Freddy vs. Jason and the friday the 13th remake
1: i'm more excited over freddy versus jason if i'm honestly saying because i wonder what the remake will i'll feel about rewatching it in in 2021 because i i liked it for what it was so i'm excited to just see after watching all of these original ones and seeing the continuity how they tried to reboot it again because i don't remember much about it but Jared being in it. Jared, I'm not even going to tap his last name. Jared P. <laughs> Padalaki, Dean. yes. That, Padalaki, <laughs> yes. you hu- Your husband. That's, what, that's Yeah. It.
0: <laughs> so to kick off this summer camp and other movie tour is we are doing two films that do take place partly at summer camp, but also have a very similar plot. And we're just seeing which one kind of fares better than the other, if possible. I am representing It Takes Two with the Olsen twins.
1: And I am representing The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan in a dual role.
0: Right now, you're going to get the It Takes Two uh, review. And then this coming Friday, you are going to get the Parent Trap review that I have joined him on. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Let's get it. I'm excited to too. It. Full <laughs>
1: summer ahead.
0: Let's get to it. Takes two. For every man who ever wanted to do right by his daughter. Daddy,
1: who is she? She's going to be your new mother. <gasps> for every woman who ever longed to become a mother. Drop the bat! Let's go! Just let me smash this ball down, Warner Brothers has two perfect answers.
0: I see me too. I'm the woman of the house, and you're off to a
1: year-round boarding school. (laughs) (laughs) Now, a couple of identical strangers have decided to play matchmaker.
0: All they gotta do is meet once, then they'll fall in love for sure.
1: (laughs) Wow! Help me! I used to look like a real jerk on a horse.
0: You really should put some iodine on your butt. Cut. Guys like him like girls with food names: cookie, muffin. They
1: don't marry girls like me. But before they can get them to live happily ever after,
0: (laughs) we simply mustn't wait another day to what? To be married.
1: They'll have to ditch the big bad witch. Gum? Your hair? This tastes like a balloon. It's snails, Miss. Nice. Warner Brothers Family Entertainment invites you to share some food.
0: Hanna, <laughs> not another horse. Yeah!
1: And have some fun. Yeah! Kirstie Allen. Yeah! Steve Gutenberg. And the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley. It takes two. Well, ladies, what do you have to say to yourselves?
0: So, It Takes Two was released November 17th, 1995. This is a PG film, an hour and 41 minutes. Synopsis is that Alyssa and Amanda are two little girls who are identical, but complete strangers that accidentally meet one day.
1: (laughs) That's what makes Uh, this this movie better, I think. I mean, we'll get into it when we review The Parent Trap, but... I like that they're not really related.
0: Yeah, we'll magically. definitely talk about that. <laughs> this is directed by Andy Tennant and written by Deborah Dean Davis. This movie stars the Olsen twins, Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen, along with Steve Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley. I just want to go on record in saying that I have never fell off that It Takes Two boat. I've always been so in favor of this movie, not over Parent Trap, but just... Liking this movie in general, a lot of people don't really talk about this title as much as they do uh, *Parent Trap*. But because of its similar, you know, plots and everything, this was considered that *Parent Trap* knockoff. That you know they tried to capture what they did um, with the other *Parent Trap* back in the day, and this was sort of the knockoff to that. But I mean, this was a clear project for the Olsen Twins to do. I mean, why not? I mean, I, I don't know how they could have gone through their career without doing something as similar to The Parent Trap.
1: Do you think this they could have gotten the rights to The Parent Trap? Because this came out in 95. The reboot came... The Parent Trap is 98, of course, with Lohan. So I wonder if this was almost a case of whoever was in charge of that empire of the Olsen's brand back in the day almost try to get maybe the rights for the parent trap and maybe Disney was already in the works with it kind of things or, and this is the alternative. But I think in its defense, there's enough plot differences that it actually makes it interesting on its own.
0: Well, and I think that that could also be a reason for it too, is that they didn't want to be so close to the parent trap. They tried to do as much original idea in this story as they can. So, I mean, I totally get it. This is definitely a rewatch for me, and I was very excited to watch this movie. I actually still think that this movie still holds up today. I found this movie to be still hilarious. I I think it is a product of its time. I mean, the Olsen twins were at a very high peak in their career. I, it It just all made sense for this movie to be made in 95 and I still found this movie to be hilarious I love the acting that is done by the entire cast I think that they nailed every single part that was given to them and yeah I I still enjoyed this for what it was what about you Ryan
1: I agree I this movie came out when I was 10 years old and I remember clearly watching it all the time and enjoying it before The Parent Trap came out, honestly. So, to Rob's point, it is... I mean, it is memorable for us early 90s kids. But The Parent tra- Trap did come out. Kind of stole its thunder. But I agree. The whole cast is likable. And if I'm honest, I prefer the Olsen twins over Lindsay Lohan. I know I'm not supposed to say that. Because on over at The <laughs> Radical, we're doing The Parent Trap. But... I think there's something about the Olsen twins, especially when they were younger. I find them more likable. I mean, going back to when we did Double Double Toil and Trouble, it was... I I just like them.
0: (laughs) No, their their comedic timing is great. I think they definitely work well together. I mean, can you imagine twins who couldn't work well together on screen? That would be hell. But... Watching this movie, I mean, there is a a clear difference that there are two of them while Lindsay Lohan did a dual role. So, you know, I say this on his show, too, that, you know, kudos to Lindsay for being able to do double the work and and take on dual roles throughout an entire movie and having to remember to play two different parts and whatnot. But, yeah, the, the Olsen twins definitely knocked it out of the park with this one. The movie different from the original parent trap is the fact that these two are apparently not twins throughout the entire movie. It is never explained exactly why these two look alike. I mean, we understand the word doppelganger and know exactly what it means, but they don't even say that in the film. There's no scientific explanation that they give us as to why these two look like one another. And just happened to be in the same city and meeting at this camp. I mean, everything just sort of worked into place for them to run into each other. But what do you 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 said you you like the fact that they're identical strangers. But just like, what do you think about all of that?
1: It it doesn't make sense in any regards, but I do like that they didn't just. I mean, because in the parent trap, they have to justify that these parents split these identical twins up and made them that they had no idea about each other. So this on a moral sense is a better plot, but I have a feeling that the movie that should have taken place before this someone kidnaps one of those sisters and they don't even know her from the hospital because why is the one an orphan too? Hmm. I think she was kidnapped at birth somehow. It's fun. It's like a different, that they're like you, she met her doppelganger exactly. Cause everyone evidently has one
0: with these specific two. I mean, it was clear that you want to do a contrast of technically the same person. So you make them both different. They have different, you know, aspects, backgrounds, you know, upbringings, characteristics, personality, whatever. And so we have Amanda, who is the orphan, and she has this New York accent. And the minute she spoke at the beginning of this movie, I completely forgot she had an accent. I'm gonna kill you! Didn't I tell you not to play ball in that dress? Oh, come on, Diane! I ain't gonna hurt it! It's time for your interview, now drop the bat! Let's go! Just let me smash this ball downtown! Okay? Ryan, as you have this New Yorker uh, accent... On the East Coast, what did you think of Mary-Kate's accent for the Amanda character?
1: Yeah, well, you stole my line right from me. That accent I wrote, I forgot she was from New York. So, I think she did a really good job with that to start off with. But I'll, I'll say for the both of the girls, they seem to go between accents like the accent goes either disappears it switches it's like southern then it goes english then it goes new york but when you first this first scene yes she's doing a great tough new york accent i'm playing baseball with the bats outside on the street with the balls and this, and her friends. It's
0: it's it's funny that when you're an orphan, you just have the the most rough life ever, and so she's she's got this New York accent. You know, she's talking with slang, and you know, she says you know somewhat you know like curse words and words that you wouldn't say as a child. And it's just funny that you grow up with that mentality when you're just in the system. I mean, what does that say about like? you know, adoption and, and just, you know, orphanage and and stuff. Like, what does that say? Like, are do they just really bring up like horrible children or is it just because of what they've been through in life? But it's just funny how they come out of this all like I'm from the streets and, you know, (laughs) but then like, like, let's look at the other side of it. Then you've got Ashley playing this character, Alyssa, who (laughs) comes from the richer side of life. You know, money is no object. Um, yeah, your dad's making that summer house. Oh, which 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 summer house? Yeah, because they have more than one summer house. Like that's how rich they are. But she's at a recital. You know, she's she's you know at this musical academy. She's obviously you know been educated. But then you know she's got this English accent. The dad is an American as can be. But for some reason, because she's rich, she's just proper. And, what and you know, is but she's not from price? London. I don't understand why they gave her an accent in this one. Hello, Miss Kensington. How do you do?
1: (laughs) That's what it makes sense that it was almost like they're trying to be the parent trap without being the parent trap because there was that English. But yeah, I don't understand that. Was the mother English? Is it hereditary? Does Does it come with birth? (laughs)
0: didn't you love her first appearance like we finally get to see her face she comes off the jet and she's got this gigantic like like pantsuit on i was like (laughs) yes i was like what does this girl have on but notice the dad wasn't there to see her recital though so Mm. we've already yeah got a little hint on their relationship at the moment but Going back to Amanda, she's in this predicament where she has this social worker who is very, very close to her, and oh. that's played by Kirstie Alley. Who, you know, what we obviously, you know, she's not, you know, our on our team right now. And say what you will, but this woman was perfect for this role. She was perfect for this movie. She yeah. is so likable. She just kills in this role as playing this family friendly fun adult woman who loves kids like everything that she was saying was so funny and and just she just she just fits so well in this movie and yes, her relationship yeah. her relationship with uh, Amanda is that she actually right off the gate I want to adopt you like usually it takes the whole movie for them to realize like oh I should be the one to take care of this kid and blah 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 but the dilemma here is is that apparently social services believes that you have to be making buku money and you also have to have a two parent household. Even if you are the scum of the earth, as long as there's a mom and dad, you deserve the kid more than this single woman who clearly wants this child. And I thought the whole thing was about getting these kids homes. Like she wouldn't be working for this orphanage if she wasn't a good person. Like, I love the fact that they're just like, You don't make money and you don't have a husband, so no.
1: This actually, as sad as it is, is a real thing. My brother, who is also one of the co-hosts on the other show, The Radical Podcast, he recently adopted um, a a family, quite a few children from the same household. Um, But this went on for years. They do so much. And it's true, everything matters. And it seems like... These people that really – I mean, there's so many vis- – they visit. They do so many things to, like, make this so hard for these people to adopt. It's just so sad. And there's so many children that need to be adopted. Of course you don't want to throw people with, you know, like, anybody. Of course. But, but there is – they make it, like, nearly impossible. And I hate to say it, but it's true. If you're a single, if you're a man, if you're too – two men together, which just so happened to be the case with my brother, it is harder for you to adopt. And there's so many people that are decent people that want children. And just like this character, there's all these predetermined things that you need to have or don't have that you're able to do it. So it's sad because she works with children, like you're saying. This is clearly her life's passion. She will treat this child with love and...
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but then you kind of look at the entire theme of this movie, right? I mean, watching it as an adult, there were some things that don't really work out too well. And one of those things is that the overall theme here is that in order to be a real family, you have to have a mother and a father. (laughs) And I, you know, immediately they set the president with that, with Kirstie Alley, with the fact that, you know, I don't have a husband, so I need a husband before I cannot, you know, adopt you. And then you go over to Alyssa's side of things, where she meets with her father, who has a surprise for her. Oh, my God. And I have to say. We also meet Vincenzo. So Vincenzo is the butler to the Callaways. Alyssa and her father, Roger, are the Callaways. They own a sellier company, and that's how they got their riches. The mom, uh, unfortunately, passed away, and Roger is a single father, but also just so tied up with work that but he is barely there for her. Yeah. <laughs> He's barely there for her to begin with. So Vincenzo, their butler, basically not necessarily raises her, but He's really close to the family and sort of does all of the middleman stuff. and so Vincenzo is a really big character, and I love Vincenzo. I don't know if you recognize him, Ryan, but he is the same actor who was Uncle Carmine in the First Wives Club who like offered oh, to yes! take Morty out. Yes! do you remember God,
1: what a good movie, my God one of my favorites. I love that movie, but yes.
0: Yeah, so Vincenzo keeps that secret from from her that they have a surprise. Oh, Vincenzo, you big fat fibber. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I like it him. was a yeah. I love Vincenzo. Oh,
1: Vincenzo, you big fat fibber. What's going on?
0: We find out that Roger is going to remarry. He has this woman who he's only known for months, but feel that bam, you should get married to him or to her, and. Um. For some reason, it the biggest pull of their nuptial is the fact that we can be a real family and she can be your new mom. It's like, do I really like this woman or do I just want to get a mom for her? So it's OK that I'm not around all the time or that she needs a female influence. Who knows what the reason is, but that seems to be like the biggest thing. But then when you look at her as she's very well refined and likes the finer things in life, she's not a stranger to money, but she clearly doesn't look like anyone who likes kids. I mean, there's even a line in the movie where Alyssa goes, "Oh, um, you know, have you seen her around kids before? Do you think she's good?" And he didn't have an answer for her. He was just like, "I don't know. I think she's been around kids. I'm sure she's good with them. I'm like, "So
1: why are you marrying He's her? It's so man. funny."
0: these men
1: and these fathers that get engaged within weeks or months. Well, what, what is this is every I mean, single a single woman's dream who is looking for a rich man. That's this easy. That you don't you got to you got to be nasty and phony and you can win these rich people.
0: It yeah. So he's a little bit of a dope in this movie to be honest, but man, I have never seen such a kinder Philanthropist, rich man, like yes, S- yes. Steve Gutenberg's Roger, he played such the nicest dad I like he was just the coolest dad, wasn't he, like everything was just fun to him, but he was also such a sweet father father to alyssa, and yeah, he was giving off heavy daddy vibes, heavy, he was doing so good in this movie,
1: I think it's because he didn't come from wealth also helped his character because this cellular phone company that you were saying took off. And he don't like them himself, he had, so (laughs) how things have changed. Roger, you be (laughs) on that every minute now, let me tell you. So I think that helps as well. You're right, that he I mean, he doesn't come from money, so maybe it's he's this is new to him and he's still got that good heart, but what a father. What a fa- what a father,
0: <laughs> but yeah, we you just wonder exactly how these two met because they're clearly so opposite from each other too, right? Just take some of the scenes that we see uh, Roger kind of go through, and he's clearly knows how to have fun. He can jump into a lake in his clothes, you know. He can have a food fight and and look at it as fun, you know. He has a lot of quirks to him, and it just seems that where in the world did Clarice Kensington, who is the woman he's going to marry, when did she ever show any of that kind of fun? And I think there was a line in there, too, where he's like, I haven't done this in years. Like, I think he just kind of forgot to have fun and just, like, let loose, and it's just been about business and parenting for him, and he forgot how to have fun or whatever. But I don't think this has anything to do with Clarice. I don't think Clarice did this to him. It's just she was not the type of woman to bring that out of him.
1: What did Um. she do, though? Rob, what (laughs) did she do? Because we see, again, now this is not the parent trap, but in that movie, we see at least that the character of Meredith, which is the stepmother in that movie, at least tries a little harder, I think, to mask her wickedness and her intentions Like, this woman, it's just on her face.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you're
1: right. Like, this happy-go-lucky, kind man. What is he seeing in this woman? That outfit with the starfish earrings? Can we talk about this? And the tassels? (laughs) Her
0: her fashion was very 90s, for sure. I don't know if it was New York 90s, but it was very 90s. Oh,
1: my God. Frayed breastplates on a circle with, like, curtain tassels in the middle and starfish earrings that's the starfish (laughs) earrings that really get me
0: i do enjoy the scenario as to how the two identical strangers meet i think it's funny they get a little bit of taste what it's like when they switch places accidentally and then being startled and afraid of their opposite situations they literally run into each other trying to get back to their normal lives and just that sheer shock of oh my god there's somebody who literally looks like me i think it was very authentic yeah over the fact of what would happen if you saw yourself i mean they kind of go got over it real quickly but never once did they mention are you my sister what has my dad not told me like none of that happens they're just like oh i look like you and then they managed to get on the subject of My dad's marrying a bitch and I'm an orphan and I can't get adopted until she finds a husband. So they decide, well, let's match make these two up. And this is where the whole parent trap thing comes in. Uh, What did you think about sort of this plot line that was that was executed with the twins, how they meet and and reasons for switching? Did you like it uh, differently or see it differently?
1: I did enjoy as well that they ran into each other. To back this up, right before this, is it the other twin is Amanda? Uh, Al- Amanda is dared right to go into this ha- what they believe is a haunted house, but Rob, she just goes right into this house, and of course they think that it is you know the other Alyssa. Olsen. But, but she's, she's like totally too, cool. With it. Yeah, she's too like this girl would be kidnapped. Like we talked about the Olsons in the past. Again, in the double-double toilet sheet, they would have been kidnapped about a million times That they trust everybody and they go into people's houses. Like, yeah, this was nothing to go upstairs, to go into this woman's house. And that's when she meets this woman and she realizes, yeah, I've met this woman and she is a real piece of work, so I'm going to help this girl. But it's in that part is insane to me.
0: I love it, though, when they play the Twilight Zone theme and she's looking at a big, giant portrait of her. Oh, yes!
1: The painting, the painting, yes.
0: This is before she finds out about the other girl, so she's just like, "Why is my face on this picture in this house?" And like, "Oh my god, are they gonna eat me?" Because that's the rumor, and it's it's so funny. I would have been freaked out and ran myself. I, that I picture so actually was
1: hysterical, matched with the Twilight Zone, thing. and she just that was. I laughed out loud over that.
0: But let's look at it from the other side. I don't know if Alyssa recognized Kirstie Alley's character. What was her name? Diane Barrows. I don't know if she recognized Diane from the telescope when she was looking at her play with those kids at camp. But this girl, this woman comes up to her and was like, oh, you're missing all the fun. And then she lays out her hand and she's like, "Okay, stranger, let's go into camp and into the woods (laughs) <laughs> and, and like Again, they
1: all would be so easily kidnapped. These I mean, children. she recognizes
0: you, but you don't know this woman. So it was just funny how she was just so easily convinced to like, yeah, let's go and have fun. So, Ryan, if you saw your doppel, like literally just bam, right in your face, like, what would you do? I would freak out. Like, I would lose it. I, I would just like the, You can't be me. There has to be something going on. What would like? What, what would you do?
1: I agree, Rob. I always wondered that because I would be freaked out. I've had someone come up to me one time and talk to me like I was another person. And then they think that you're this other person. So this does happen. But I do not... I do, I would not know, no, please, I don't want this ever to happen. I do not want to meet someone who looks identical to me. I was upset when I found out someone actually had the same name as me, because I thought I had such a unique name, and I found it on the internet a year ago, so I can't imagine someone who looks like me. Oh.
0: Because this is a summer camp movie tour, I want to talk about the camp in this movie. This camp looked a lot of fun. They were doing tons of fun activities, but it also seemed like this entire camp and its kids were just so unified, like... They almost did everything together. I mean, down to like the s'mores, the food, how they were chanting for the food and just the idea of, oh, this week one cabin fixes the food and then they rotate like it just seemed like such a cohesive curriculum for everyone to participate in almost everything. But one of my favorite parts, I think, was when they were playing charades and it was just like this full blown competition (laughs) They get up on stage to perform their turn. I mean, this isn't just a small game to them. Like, the entire camp gets together and plays charades. And I love it. She, her jaw drops and they're like, Song! <laughs> just yell it out. But the whole camp is just on her, trying to like watch her. Like, what is she going to do? And I, I just love how that scene plays out. But this camp looks fun, right? Even down to their buses, Rob. That is the
1: coolest, happiest-looking bus. They weren't saying Mr. Braxton though on that <laughs> bus, but that's a spoiler for the future summer, everybody. Um, no, um, but that what a fun camp. Totally, I would enjoy this camp. I think more than the camp on Parent Trap because that seems mm-hmm. to be a little more strict, a little, little more. You get in trouble, you get into like a solitude bunk or something. No, this one, they were unified, you're right. They all knew charades. London Bridge is falling down! That girl, that would have been you, Rob. You would have known that Oh my answer. god.
0: So, let's let's just give a little bit of highlight shout-out to Carmen. Carmen was the sassiest grown woman <laughs> in a child's body I have ever seen. Do you remember when, yes. you know, she tries to go on the top bunk, and Amanda's like, nope, my name's up there. And she climbs down, she just snaps, get a life! <laughs>
1: I sh- I'm surprised she even moved. That would have been like
0: no, but yeah, yeah. She goes, "Girl, when are you gonna get a life?" I was, I loved it. And then they go to visit the house, the mansion, and then she's like, "You ever been over there?" And she just has this like <laughs> head bob. I Carmen was legit. She was, she was, she was, she was that. <laughs> I like that. They, I like this group
1: of friends that were in this movie. They were all like cute and likable for the times that they were on screen.
0: But can you believe they left Amanda to die when she was dragged in the house? Though
1: they totally it's a, just the left look haunted. She says they left her. Yes, and they ran. But then I like when they sort um, the opposite. Alyssa running, and they're like, "Oh, she's coming!" <laughs> yeah, they so, were not playing around.
0: Uh, I think that the executed plans that they did were. Some are good, some are bad. So, the horse thing. That plan, while making sense, you know, damsel in distress, let them meet, how are they going to connect with each other? They come up with this idea of horseback riding and that um, Diane's horse gets out of control and then Roger will come and save her. But who's to say that he would have heard her screaming? Who's to say that he would have seen... Her and catch up in time, she could have easily died I was like, yeah, from this horse. Yeah, who's saying She could hold crazy. on. Yeah. That was a that, fucking Bronco. I would not have been able to hold on. That was a very risky plan. But just watching Diane kind of go through it and get all scared, and she, she was freaking out. Even when the <sighs> horse stopped, she was still freaking out. And I just, again, this is just more of that Kirstie Alley magic that I like in this movie. She's just so good at playing scared but doing it in a fun family friendly way you know
1: yes she said talk to the horse they gave me the killer like these things that she was saying were really funny and right like no one was more on top of her comedy game in the 90s i feel like right
0: yeah they meet and he's so nice and they're talking It, it seems very instant right and then they go back to his house and they're talking. But then Clarice calls and, you know, she obviously oh, finds out that he is scandal. sort of talking about. Yeah. So here's the thing with their relationship. First of all, they've only known each other for a couple of days and it's just instant, right? It's that. What do they call it? It's that um, they can't oh, eat, and can't sleep, sleep, reach for the stars over the fence World Series kind of stuff. <laughs> <The
1: stars. laughs>
0: i mean love is very specific in this movie if you don't have that then you don't have love right <laughs> but they they meet it's kind of instant clearly there's an attraction but man what a ball, roger tell he me answers, he, he answers the phone and he's he's like excuse me my f- my 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 friend this is, the is on the phone yes, i was like this is the problem how instant was him for to easily just hide the fact that he's about to get married? Like, what do you oh think about my this? Oh my
1: god. That is actually... I ha- I took the time to write that down. He won't even say fiancé. That is the most telling thing. If you didn't know that you didn't need to get married, come the hell on. And to Rob's point, this is like, I mean, extremely after they've just meeting. So... I mean, yes, I would love to see that these actually things do happen like this, but damn, man, you clearly don't need to be married.
0: Yeah, I mean, to this I, person. I, I mean, it kind of sucks that this woman, you know, who wants to marry you is probably going to get screwed over because you're having doubts. But I mean, yeah, if he had just done the right thing, I think that would have been better. Obviously, these are things you don't notice as a kid, but as watching it as an adult, like that stood out a lot. And she is kind of aware of it but she also is just like dude clearly we have a chemistry and i that's the that's one thing that i do like about this movie is that they weren't shy about their feelings they were completely honest with each other Lie. i like you You like me yes you're married or you're about to be married you're engaged but clearly there's something between us right and and they're and she's not talking like, about it, to a fr- it
1: yeah i liked it i liked the whole thing that and I like it wasn't that right, that cliche that it was hidden or it was not talk. It was like instantaneously out in the really in the open yeah, from that very yeah. pool scene. I feel like too with the with him coming out dripping in that blue shirt.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg's always been attractive. He's always been a tree. He's always had that body. He's always mm-hmm. been daddy like him coming up wet in that tight shirt like oh Oh. god that was everything that was so everything i love that (laughs) i I, i'd be really that alone but uh, again i'm very happy that they were both self-aware and not really fighting or denying their their feelings but you know he's on the phone with her and she immediately was like are you there with a woman like you wonder if he's known to slip out and and you know stuff like is this the only time that she, he's been around a woman and couldn't keep his you know feelings intact who knows but she clearly is feeling very threatened right and then he's like no i'm just in a meeting it's nothing bit serious blah 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 and then she you know gets a little hurt and runs off i mean so, but don't you
1: think i i get it i understand but don't you think that she's to act this hurt like this quickly like i don't know Like, I get it. I get it. You really, you like it. There's an attraction. But then she did this dramatic, like, you know, leaving well before he came back kind of thing. And then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry for what I did. I get the, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's like, what does she want? Like, he was, he has the fiance. It wasn't like it didn't, it wasn't prior to her, you know? So it's not like.
0: uh, I think she was more disappointed than sort of taking it personal out of anger like it kind of sucked because at the same time she kind of did discover that there is another woman in his life as well but you know hearing those type of words like oh she's a nobody we're just talking you know that's the part that yeah yeah you don't have to go through extremes to say like i'm not stepping out on you but i mean clearly there was a little bit of like i'm leading you on kind of thing but he was he's the sweet and honestly he's very sweet he's just a dope he's just a dope that's it (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, i love the dramatic faint that Alyssa does (laughs)
1: in the beginning she just literally faints i mean and she she does this good because she does this again with london bridges we were just talking about but she does this this dramatic faint early on i love that i love that that. i love when the they switch places and uh Amanda was doing bowling with the dolls. Like, she was, like, lining up all these, like, porcelain dolls that, you know, Alyssa had, and she's, like, bowling with them. So that was really cool. But did you notice, Rob, that scary clown?
0: Oh, God, the clown was terrifying. It didn't go with anything in the room. I'm surprised it was there.
1: Why did she want that, too, right? That is like...
0: Probably some her mom gave her. Who knows? Or the dad attempting to try and, and... bond and he's here have a clown
1: <laughs> hey thanks dad and then at one point when um Amanda this was one of the I thought she was delivered perfectly was it Amanda yes it was Amanda she's tasting the was it escargot yes oh my funny. god like, the balloon when she says it tastes like a balloon it was so natural she did it I didn't kill her one This tastes like a balloon. It's snail's Miss. Good. Nice. Chewy.
0: That delivery was actually, no, that delivery was actually really good. She (laughs) said, it tastes like a balloon.
1: It was perfect. (laughs) I really, I was impressed. So I'm glad that you noticed that as well. She was like,
0: oh, tasty but man was she super fearless playing Alyssa too she could have easily ruined her reputation or anything at this house but she just loved being in the glitz she was just like hello how are you thanks for coming do you like my dress <laughs> she was just so happy but then you know when she was asked to play some on the piano she was like No, I'm not doing it and then she, you know, throws the girl in her glass. She was, like, crystal clear. In fact, I can see right through you.
1: <laughs> I loved that. Like, I love yeah. that these kids are smarter than these adults. And they say these, like, wise things that you wish that kids would really tell these adults in these situations, in these movies. Like,
0: So, one of the scenes that stood out was the sort of, like, discovery of the twins as uh, before the food fight. So... I think this was Alyssa who was still at camp and she was part of the cooking crew and he came over for lunch and he's like, Oh, I, she's like, I want to introduce you to the chef. And so she's like, bring out, you know, Amanda quote unquote. And then Alyssa yes. comes out and she's like, Oh, there goes my dad. I can't have him see me. Cause the plan will be ruined. And I love that. You know, she puts the chef hat on and then Carmen lifts it up and it's this slow mo death like oh my god we're about to discover but it's her face it's her face of like sheer fear oh my god he's gonna see me and then (laughs) and then that slow motion when she trips but this execution of the food fight though i thought was kind of cool because like he gets macaroni all over him and again he's rich when was the last time he ever got messy and the fact that he easily just turns it into this joke and then like throws food at diana and it starts this Food fight, and I just like what a cool ass guy. But also, like those two are obviously perfect for each other.
1: Perfect, exactly. They they are meant to be. They are two adults that have fun doing something like this. So yes,
0: meant to be. And again, this camp to be able to just have a food fight and just be like, fuck it. Let's just throw food at each other and have fun. Like these counselors are definitely doing everything that they can to make sure these kids have a good time.
1: This ain't happening nowadays.
0: One story that I did want to share. So Alyssa, who obviously eats escargot and, you know, lives that rich lifestyle. She goes over to the camp and she's eating like, you know, the poor, you know, like the, the low class, you know, we're eating Sloppy Joe's tonight, right? <laughs> so she takes a bite of the Sloppy Joe and then her face just lights up and then she just devours it and gets it all over <laughs> herself. It was a little triggering for me because I have a Sloppy Joe story. Oh,
1: my. Well, I don't blame it. It's, ugh, the way this. Is.
0: Yeah. So Sloppy Joe's was very, very popular in elementary school during lunch. Uh, you got this at least maybe once every other week. It was on the schedule and I ate a sloppy Joe and let me tell you as a child, I don't think I've ever been as sick as I was oh, no. after eating a sloppy Joe in my life. I had the worst; like everything was coming out of every hole. It was oh, disgusting. No. And this wasn't the first time that I had a sloppy Joe, but it was specifically the one that I had at school and it just made me so sick. I never had a sloppy joe in my life after that day. Ever. It really traumatized me. I don't even know if it was a sloppy joe, but it was it just made me dis like complete disgust over yes. Never ate one ever. Do you still eat those? No. I, I don't I I
1: think I had a sloppy joe once in my life, and that was enough for me. And that's it's not because well, it's not because it's considered like this, whatever, like meal, but not fancy. But it's just there's something about it. I don't know. It's like too messy for me. But there is things like that, Rob, that lasts with you, like because you don't know, like if it was slo I have a, with just I had a thing with a chicken pot pie once. I I ended up getting sick too. It's not the chicken pot pie, or it was the, ch- but it's not. It forever taints your your. When you think of like a sloppy Joe now, you automatically think of that time you got sick. And you're like, ew, that's the most disgusting thing I ever... I do not want to repeat that. And you just never want it again. So I totally get that.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Some other funny moments that I thought were cool is they played the psycho theme during the beginning when the kids are looking at the house and they think that there's a ghost living there. but But Clarice, she's got her face mask on. And she's walking around in a robe just sort of like floating what it looks like across the room. And everybody's like freaking out. But they play it to the psycho theme. And I just thought that was such a funny played out scene. (laughs) And then there was I I love this. So Diane's character, she's very smart. I think she she definitely. No, like she's she's a character that that says what's on her mind right like she she's not Why? somebody to just like screw over and i love this so roger comes over and he's like i want to apologize for the other day oh he goes the meeting that we had um was it a bad time for our meeting and reminded him like yeah what we were doing was a meeting." And not like us trying to like, you know, get together or whatever. But I I just love that she kind of points out some of the stupid shit that men do. But then also there were times where she would like when she goes to that meeting spot meet where I saved your life. Right. And she's sitting there talking to herself and just working out everything in her head. That is such a normal thing that people in general do when they're like before a date or something and i just like all of those like little touches of putting that in there because that is such a normal thing to just like you know it's he's rich but he's got a cute butt like what are we like right could i do right, that like right he you I, know i was i met him before i knew about the girl you know he he's not married yet you know like working out all of these things in your head i just found to be super cool
1: And to add that she said she liked him before even she realized he was rich. So it's another thing that you're like, okay, yes, she doesn't want him because he's rich. It's just a bonus that he happens to be rich.
0: Okay, so notice when they were supposed to meet each other, right? I don't know if you caught this. So they were both, so Alyssa and Amanda are reading notes to each other. Like the ones that they're gonna to send to Diane and to Roger. One note says, Meet me in the place where I saved your life at seven. And the other note says, Meet me where I saved your life at seven thirty. So they said different times. I didn't even put two and two together. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I was watching it, and I listened at the 7.30, and I was like, did they say 7.30 before? I don't think they did. And so, yeah, it was 7 o'clock and 7, so they even got the times wrong.
1: Was that intentional, too?
0: I don't think so. I mean, I don't know why one would have to wait for the other, unless it's to give them more time to meet there, but... That, yeah, right. right. I, that, that That was never explained. That was never explained. Um... One other thing that I wanted to point out, too, was the uh, the shade that they gave Clarice with this haircut. So Clarice gets gum stuck in her hair because Amanda puts it in her hair when she hugs her goodbye and she finds out in her limo that she's got gum in her hair. This new haircut that they give her is atrocious. What did you think of her do?
1: Oh, my God. Your, Rob, it made her even ten. It made her worse than ever. She looked more evil, and I, I couldn't get over how terrible she looked with his hair. Her hair <laughs> she was looked atrocious,
0: so bad. But I have something for you, listeners, in case this ever happens to you. So I had to look this up. Could she have avoided cutting her hair? Now, apparently, there is a method using peanut butter and there's another method using vegetable oil and then there's another method using ice to get gum out of your hair so the ice is used if you if you have it touching the gum for a couple of minutes it freezes which makes it easier to pull off slowly off of your hair but peanut butter is sort of the same thing is that you use like a toothbrush or your fingers to cover the gum with the peanut butter and you wait a couple of minutes and then you carefully remove it from your hair. Have you heard of any of these um, methods?
1: Yes. The ice I've heard of getting uh, gum out of like clothing and I've have tried it over the years, but I never heard of peanut butter or vegetable oil. I guess it makes sense. You need some kind of whatever it is to, Make your hair separate from the gum, but yeah, I would try the peanut butter last.
0: So, there's so with peanut butter, there's something in the oil, I guess, that makes it sort of like dissolve the gum and make it less sticky. Oh, It's, it's like the oils in the peanut butter, which. Could be um, in correlation with the vegetable oil, which I'm sure does the exact same thing.
1: Right. So why add the right? Just skip to the oil. Just skip to the oil <laughs> at that point.
0: Oh, uh, oh, and by the way, if you do try peanut butter, make sure to get creamy, not crunch. They say don't get the crunchy <laughs> peanut butter. Just the. the creamy Oh,
1: oil. I can't imagine. What a <laughs> mess
0: there's a lot of other things that are a little bit problematic, not with the movie, but just in general, as an adult that I notice is that as they're racing to the church to stop the wedding or whatever, they land an airplane or a helicopter in the middle of central park, like at the baseball field, like, no, you cannot do that. They still a horse and carriage and they're constantly like endangering lives in traffic. Like all of this is not allowed. Even the child just operating the, the, oh my you God. know, the carriage as well, like all of this is so wrong. But tell me, to get to Staten Island from where they were, I heard you can't even get there by helicopter in ninety minutes. Like it just—it doesn't. A seem yeah,
1: there's a lot of traffic. I don't know how they—they they had to take this horse. Evidently, it was a magic horse because yeah, they would never have made that wedding. It would have been the next
0: yeah, day. Yeah, they had what like ten minutes to get there <laughs> no, from the baseball it. field. No, nope. no, nope. <laughs> missing <laughs> oh, the wedding
1: good. on the honeymoon already.
0: so the other things were is that like when it came time to like tell the truth i love the fact that again they've switched places nobody cares where the other one is and they're just completely fine where the other kid is at but you know it's just funny how everything just kind of wraps up and you're like after this whole wedding fiasco is done and she gets embarrassed and whatnot um, okay, now is the time to be like, what is the dad gonna say when he finds out there's another kid out there that looks like his biological daughter? He is stunned, but there's still no explanation as to what the hell is going on. And then all of a sudden, I love how when Diane and Roger get together, it, you know, the Amanda and Alyssa are like, put it there, sister. And I'm like, okay. So does that mean she is gonna adopt you? That means those two are gonna get married. That means Well, oh, rela- I needed like- was
1: a dad, and here yeah. I am. I what got does my all dad. of
0: this mean? How is this happening? The identical strangers thing it it is definitely different. I don't need a complete explanation as to why they look like each other, but again, it just seems all solved in a way. I would have studied those two like crazy i mean how often do you see doppelgangers i would have dissected and been like who what is going on how is this happening who is your real mother like what where is this all coming from you know
1: (laughs) again who kidnapped my child in the hospital
0: right (laughs) (laughs) so overall like what did you think about this rewatch ryan did you still enjoy it or Uh, i enjoyed it immensely honestly
1: Really enjoyed it. I laughed. I think it's because of Kirstie Alley, too. Like you said, that early Kirstie Alley acting, her character was really funny. Everyone, like you said, Steve Gutenberg, again, likable. Really enjoyed it. And the Olsons, they're really likable as kids. I mean, now we know them as stone-faced, but... When these kids, when they're like playing the characters like this, I like them. I don't know. I really liked it. So I enjoyed it. I'm glad I got to rewatch it on your podcast.
0: Yeah, I I still enjoy this movie and I, I still thought it was funny. I still think that kids can really enjoy this family friendly hijinks sort of physical comedy that is going on. I mean, from an adult's point of view, the storyline and the execution, each act, it, it's all very cliche. but it's the acting in this movie that I think steps it up a bit to where it still works today. I I still found it to be funny. So as an overall rating, I think that I am going to give it a 3.5. I, even though I really did enjoy this movie, it is a movie that I need to own. Uh, No, I don't need to own this. And as far as rewatching it, I don't get many urges to watch this particular movie, but when I do, it's so fun, right? So yes, there's definitely hey, some rewatchability to this, but it's still a movie that I feel that I don't need for my collection. And I docked it a little bit for the writing only because, I i don't know, I would love to know why the hell they look like each other. But it doesn't necessarily paint some of these characters in the best light right uh you know again with roger and his in his easy way of serial dating to where he's just moving from one woman to another it's it's a little hokey even for a disney film um but yeah again these are minor details but again this movie is still good and i would still recommend it to those who remember the olsen twins and if you ever revisit this, I don't think it will be as cringy. I don't. I didn't feel any cringy moments, did you? Not
1: at all. Not at all. Nothing cringy. It was a really cute, feel-good family movie.
0: Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, again, a, a little bit of the problematic stuff today would be the whole, like, what is considered a real family. Like, they would need to take that out. All together, if if people today were to watch this, because that's clearly not the case. But um, overall, yeah, I thought this movie was fun. You know, that will conclude this bonus episode. So what's going to happen now is that this Friday I join Ryan on his podcast and uh, we will be reviewing The Parent Trap. Then on Saturday... Look out for one little small bonus because Ryan and I are battling it out for the Battle of the Fiancés. We are both going to be pleading our case as to who was the meanest, cruelest, evil, almost stepmother out of the two movies. Will it be Clarice Kensington or Meredith oh. Blake? Oh, um, we will. We will be posting this small bonus highlight of the two sassiest women in Disney history—not Disney history, but two of the sassiest women ever um, on on both our podcasts, and that will post on Saturday. So, starting June second, I will be kicking off the summer camp movie. Oh, starting June second, I will be kicking off the summer camp and other movie tour with a visit to Bandcamp with the film American Pie Presents Bandcamp. I will be joined by Ryan L. Terry, who will help me review the film. And remember, there will be a new episode every Wednesday. And then Ryan, tell everyone where they can find you and how you're going to start off your tour.
1: Thank you, Rob. Over on Friday, we start camp with Camp Crystal Lake. We are doing Friday the 13th, Part 1. And you can find that at the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, which is available in your favorite podcast apparatus, YouTube, and Radical Retro Pod. On Instagram. Thank you so much, Rob. Can't wait for our summer of endless fun.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be great. So we hope you all enjoyed this review or this bonus episode review of It Takes Two. And remember, there are no such thing as a guilty pleasure film. Fuck those haters and be proud of your taste in movies. This is Movie Geek and Proud.
1: Are you ready for summer?